This is Beatrice Manley, reading from the diaries of Anna East Nin. I have known Dole for a thousand years. Larry's movements slower than his awareness. His eyes arrive quickly, transcend, possess in a flash. His body lags behind, natural, indolent, easygoing, but a little bound. He has written with despair about the spontaneous act. He is a little amazed at himself as someone who discovers a disease in himself. Under the golden-tanned skin, the blonde hair, the sea-bottom eyes, behind the poetic gestures, mellow and human, he has found a cataract of words, a universe of nuances, shadows, watertones. Not by way of neurosis did he discover the imagination he has. He is like a sailor, a mountaineer who has been visited by revelations. There is a miracle about his creation. He is a bit amazed. He walks the familiar streets with a vague uneasiness. The wine bottle has become symbolical. This expresses all he is fighting against. He does not want to lose the warmth, the flesh, the odor, the reality. There is no doubt that we flow as individuals through a non-individual world to which we are connected, the world of writing. Larry writes me, postscript the following day, that is, today. Dear Anais, I have read your two manuscripts and I'm delighted with you. What a woman you are, my God. I'm a bit scared of meeting you, etc. The father one was lovely, beautifully proportioned and written with a hot poker. Tremendously memorable. And the little girl portrait is moving for me. But the other is, I think bigger in scope, though it lacks the objectivity of the father one. You become a real female gorgon, double-headed. The only criticism, if I can call it criticism, that occurred to me was that in making it so subjective, so intensely personal, you were forced to make the characters transcendent, superhuman, mythical, as they were mythical in your world. I wept a bit, because this is the first book in Europe which belongs to a female artist, and it is bitter I was not concerned so much with the interplay of characters, but thought all the time how female it was, how the gift was total, always, unreserved, not withheld. And this is a crucifixion much worse for a woman artist than a man, because her world operates so intimately through man. Somehow the prime detachment for the female is not a rift with humanity, but a rift, an amputation from the male, whereas for me it works differently. Perhaps women have had more practice in involution. Perhaps the deep, sensitive, biological nerve of the woman is more hurt by the snapping of the cord. Perhaps I am simply talking rubbish. But the spectacle is more wounding, more painful, when a woman assumes the role of protagonist. The woman artist has to fuse creation and life in her own way, or in her own womb, if you prefer. She has to create something different from man. Man created a world cut off from nature. Woman has to create within the mystery, the storms, terrors, the infernos of sex, the battle against abstractions and art. 
she has to sever herself from the myth man creates, from being created by him. She has to struggle with her own cycles, storms, terrors which man does not understand. Woman wants to destroy aloneness, recover the original paradise. The art of woman must be born in the womb cells of the mind. She must be the link between the synthetic products of man's mind and the elements. I do not delude myself as man does that I create in proud isolation. I say we are bound, interdependent. Woman is not deluded. She must create without these proud delusions of man, without megalomania, without schizophrenia, without madness. She must create that unity which man first destroyed by his proud consciousness. Henry Miller and Larry try to lure me out of the womb. They call it objectivity. No woman died the kind of death Rambeau died. I have never seen in a woman a skeleton like Frankel, killed by the dissections of analysis, the leprosy of egotism, the black pest of the brain cells. Man today is like a tree that is withering at the roots, and most women painted and wrote nothing but imitations of phalluses. The world was filled with phalluses, like totem poles, and no womb anywhere. I must go the opposite way from Proust, who found eternal moments in creation. I must find them in life. My work must be the closest to the life flow. I must install myself inside of the seed, growth, mysteries. I must prove the possibility of instantaneous, immediate, spontaneous art. My art must be like a miracle. Before it goes through the conduits of the brain and becomes an abstraction, a fiction, a lie, it must be for woman more like a personified ancient ritual where every spiritual thought was made visible, enacted, represented. A sense of the infinite in the present, as a child has. Woman's role in creation should be parallel to her role in life. I don't mean the good earth. I mean the bad earth, too. The demon, the instincts, the storms of nature. Tragedies, conflicts, mysteries are personal. Man fabricated a detachment which became fatal. Woman must not fabricate. She must descend into the real womb and expose its secrets and its labyrinths. She must describe it as the city of Fez with its Arabian nights, gentleness, tranquility, and mystery. She must describe the voracious moods, the desires, the worlds contained in each cell of it. For the womb has dreams. It is not as simple as the good earth. I believe at times that man created art out of fear of exploring women. I believe woman stuttered about herself out of fear of what she had to say. She covered herself with taboos and veils. Man invented a woman to suit his needs. He disposed of her by identifying her with nature and then paraded his contemptuous domination of nature. 
But woman is not nature only. She is the mermaid with her fishtail dipped in the unconscious. Her creation will be to make articulate this obscure world which dominates man, which he denies being dominated by, but which asserts its domination in destructive proofs of its presence, madness. Doral writes, Anais is unanswerable, completely unanswerable. I fold up and give in. What she says is biologically true from the very navel strings. Later, Doral writes, I feel a pig if I don't write you and tell you what a splendid writer you are. Though, of course, you know. It was that last thing you sent, the little birth scene, the Dionysiac little birth scene. That rang the bell and returned the penny. As you know, only a real strength will do that. I tell you what really thrilled me. I have always dreamed of a sort of hypothetical goal which the woman writer would reach one day in her art. It would be something so positive in its quality that one would immediately stop criticizing it according to male standards. Rather, it would set up a new standard, a sort of man-woman fusion, an unalterable furlong to the present standard of miles. What or how or when this positivity would be, I could never imagine. But in this thing of yours, I feel that foretaste which tells me that you are the woman to do this thing. I have always felt resentful of women writing up to now. I felt that their foot rule was a male foot rule, and by male comparison they suffered. What I think you are doing, possibly have done, is creating a new art. If you like, a new sensibility which a man can accept totally, as a man, and not qualify by his own standards. A new experience where the only bond again, as between the true artist and his age, is faith. This is the shadow your birth story throws before it. And I am happy because it is a real novelty. You are the novelty, and your work through you achieves a status, a totality which no longer concerns me as a man meeting a woman, but as a man meeting his maker. This is very good because it spells an emotional freedom we have all got waiting for us. A new is. Salute. If I have expressed this badly, I'm sorry. Though, again, an apology is stupid. You will get the meaning, which lies universes beyond mere ink. So, salute.